Welcome to The Follower, a podcast to grow in loving Jesus and following Him for Crew Santa Barbara students and for whoever else may be listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Follower. Uh, Today, I have the one and only Christina Marshall, one of my very best friends. Uh, Christina discipled me in college, and now we are on the same team. She leads our team. And um, she's amazing mom and wife and all of the things. And so welcome, Christina. I'm so glad you're here. Yay, thanks. I am also so glad that I'm here. <laughs> Thank you for such a nice intro. Oh, yeah. I could say a billion things about you. But do you want to share more about yourself? Maybe some fun facts or hobbies or something interesting about you? Uh, yeah. Well, very interesting is that I grew up in Guam, and one of my good friends, I just mentioned that, and they were like, what? Like, you've never said that. And I'm like, oh, it's like a big part of my life. Yeah. But uh, that's an interesting fact. Um, And, you know, I love reading. Love Mm -hmm. reading sci-fi, fantasy books, like binge read, um, books on race, justice, theology, Harry Potter, um, and then I also like being crafty, mm-hmm. lettering and making random stuff, homeschooling, adventuring with the kids. Oh, and Dungeons and Dragons. You love but Dungeons and Dragons. Andrew and <laughs> the boys. <laughs> it is just you and the boys now, huh? Anyway. It is. I, I would love another one in there, though. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about it. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you're very good at all of those things that you listed. And I, you've told me that you've lived in Guam, but I always forget. And then when you mention it, I'm always like, oh, yeah, that's true. It's a big part of your life. Super, super random. It's so fun. Yeah. Because it's not like you have family there or anything. It's just was for your dad's work. I have work. people there, and I used to have family there. Yes. But, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'm really excited about our topic for today because I think it's something that is not delved into very much in a broader aspect. Um, and that is the concept of an ethnic identity journey. And so I just thought we would start right out the gate with what do you, what is, how would you define an ethnic identity journey? What do you mean by that? And yeah, what's, how do we kind of start with the baseline? Uh, when I was thinking about it, it feels, it felt hard <laughs> to like, like, wait, how do I define that? Yeah. Um, and it can be defined in a lot of different ways, but, um, and it's, yeah, I mean, there's race and ethnicity and I think they both play into it, mm-hmm. um, where, you know, race was made by people, um, it's a construct, but it wields a lot of power to categorize people, um, based on physical attributes and then, um, ethnicity there's like a lot of debate of what it really means too but like some people say you have like choice and agency in what you what ethnicity you Hmm. are or um and it could be um culture nationality language you speak um but I think I like to think about it as created by God intentionally Hmm. like God created distinct culture and ethnicity like in the Tower of Babel so I feel like it's kind of like an ethnic identity journey. I like to, I feel like it's more of like a racial ethnic identity hmm. journey because um, they're so intertwined, yeah. especially in the United States. Yeah. Um, and so, I don't know, it's kind of like strands of your identity 
that you have to make meaning of. Um, and it's a life process from like when you're an infant or a baby and you're unaware to when you're old. I mm-hmm. think you're just constantly trying to make sense of and forming your own uh, racial and ethnic identity. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's like a process ongoing journey um, and how you're categorizing yourself, what you're psychologically attached to, which group you feel like you're a part of or claims you or you claim I guess so um yeah yeah I think oh the other part would say like in the United States I think ethnic and racial identity development looks just really different depending on Mm. uh what group you are like belonging to like especially between white people or black folks and people of color and Mm -hmm. it's just like is a whole different thing too so yeah yeah that's interesting, I guess, because the United States is a melting pot of different ethnicities and there's so much history and uh, racial trauma and things that are mm-hmm. all included in, in our individual stories as well. Yeah. I mean, I only really know this context, too, so I can't really speak of what it was. Yeah. Like, I wonder if that's a thing everywhere. I mean, I'm sure it is, but that's true. it probably looks really different. Yeah. We have a complicated history with race and ethnicity yeah. in the United States for sure. But yeah, yeah, I'm sure there are a lot of other countries that are like that. I don't really know much, but, yeah. um, <laughs> but yeah, that's really helpful. Um, and I like that you mentioned that it's a lifelong process of understanding you and your story and your history and, um, mm-hmm. and that there's some agency in, in things that you choose and other things that are just, it's just created by God. It's, it's, who you are. Um, so that's really cool. I'm excited to get more into it. Um, so kind of going from there, why would you say that knowing and embracing your ethnic identity is important? Um, and maybe even important to God or as a Christian, but just in general, why would you say that it's important? Um, I don't have a long answer for that. Um, but I think, it it just happens like it it happens <laughs> like yeah. whether you are aware of it or not mm-hmm. you like people are always trying to be like who am I or like you know yeah um trying to define or examine your and it, and I think that's a big aspect of it that can be overlooked or yeah. maybe sometimes taken for granted or maybe you're just unaware that that been forming in you from the time you were born and so Mm -hmm. I think being becoming aware of it and then embracing the way that God has made you and and your family and where you've come from and um yeah I think it's important to overall how just as much I want to embrace how God made me a woman right um, you know or any other roles in my life I think that's That's true it kind of encompasses and intersects with everything else. Hmm. And to, I think, more learn, um, yeah, and I think be intentional on your journey is important. Yeah. Um, because it has everything to do with how you interact with other people in the world and yourself right. and God. Um, hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Um, would you say that, like, you think generational sin has a big factor in that, but also like, I guess, cultural 
values and things too as being important or yeah I do yeah I think communally yes and um yeah I mean especially in the U.S. but um yeah I think there's a lot to be said about knowing yeah generational sin or what your group of people that you identify with um has experienced collectively or what to repent of collectively or that you are still a part of that and Mm -hmm. you know the bible talks about that too like you're responsible for things that your ancestors did hundreds of years ago um or still play a role in right that so um so yes what was the other part that you said i just said generational sin and and just cultural values like certain cultures value different things yeah 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 i agree with that too yeah cultural values also yeah um, that's, that's, yeah, that's really good. Those are just some concepts that I was like, hmm, I wonder if she would say those are intertwined with, I was like, I assume you're intertwined in your ethnic identity journey, but, um, I mean, there's like a million yeah. things that are intertwined and like, what parts do I talk about? Right. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so complicated. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, we'll just start with a little bit of a baseline which is good for people yeah. just to get started. Um, so I, I hear this and I'm, I'm probably guilty of saying it, but just this concept that white people don't have a culture or, um, that there's a lack of, uh, knowledge about usually white people having connection to their ancestry, um, being like mm-hmm. Irish or Scottish or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. um, what would you say to somebody? I mean, this doesn't even necessarily, it's not just white people. Cause I know just anybody probably in majority culture could play mm-hmm. into this, but what would you say to someone who says, I don't have a culture or I don't really know my ethnic heritage. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. what would be your response to that? I also would ask, like, that's um, an interesting question also. What would what would you say? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Turning the tables. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, definitely. It's. I think it's different. So the two things that I said were the I don't have a culture and I don't know my ethnic heritage. I think that I don't have a culture is just wrong because there there you do have a culture and it might be the culture that you're surrounded by because it's the majority culture um but white people definitely have a culture i mean everything from things that you eat to things like um, values you have um or um yeah maybe like an example of that i guess could be um it being independent rather than communal more mm-hmm. um not you know there's no there's usually not as likely of a chance that you'll end up living with your parents and grandparents in your lifetime mm-hmm. um you'll it's like go achieve your dreams uh but <laughs> this is something that's so silly but 
uh, an example of white people culture is, um, or maybe, maybe not everybody, but, um, I was eating pizza and dipping it in ranch in at some while back. And I was sitting next to a friend who's Asian American and she's like, what the heck? And she's like, you dip your pizza in ranch. And I was like, what do you mean? You don't. And anyway, I'm like, that's such a, I feel like that's such a white person thing, but, um, yeah. I mean, so I guess my answer to the culture one would be, yes, you do. Yeah. Um, and then the, I don't know my ethnic heritage. I feel like that's a, a more valid excuse, but it's still, um, that's just something that I want to dig more into is mm -hmm. like, I know like the 10 things that I am, that I'm Scottish, mm -hmm. German, Irish, mm -hmm. Portuguese, etc. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know what that means and like how that has affected me and the values that my family has carried down through their grandparents and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I think that's good. Yeah. So I think I, that's a twofold answer probably that I would kind of say too, where it's like, yes, you do have a culture, just unaware of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, like all the things that you said. Um, I think like, um, so my two part response would be a, um, you do need to learn about the way you were formed by white America and by yeah. white supremacy and, how it's taken root in all of our lives, right. especially if you are white, right. um, and the way you see the world and to be conscious of that and wake up right. to that. Um, like I would say like, please do that. <laughs> um, you, you know, yeah. <laughs> yes, like, please. Oh, I don't, this doesn't really apply to me or something. Right. Um, cause mm -hmm. it's a thing and, um, yeah. and to like, how do I uproot this? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. um, not embrace it. Um, right you know, something that's right. so harmful and damaging. Um, yeah. But then on the other side, yeah, it is worthwhile to dig into your ethnicity. Often mm -hmm. it's something that shapes you and your family. Yeah. Um, like, especially if your parents immigrated here, um, like Jordan, my husband, his mom is like full blown Dutch and that has affected him. And he grew up with a lot right. of like, of that and I'm like encouraging him to like yeah like let's make stroop waffles yeah <laughs> and totally our kids too just as much as like I want to pass on like my family traditions and stuff like that right and, um but I feel like if you're kind of like I don't know my parents have been here for forever like mm -hmm. maybe my great-great-grandpa came from like England or something like it's so cool to yeah be, like about I don't know how much it, it affects you or not. Maybe it really does. Yeah. Or maybe you're just like, oh, I'm very like white culture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I don't have a great answer, but so there's kind of the two parts of that. Yeah. That's really no, that's true. Um and that's an example of generational sin, uh, or like white supremacy, but not just not in the same way that maybe in the United States, another ethnicity might have generational sin, but because it's such a factor still in everything in the United States that happens today, every all these systems and stuff that's extra important to know. This is not only maybe what you come from, but it's it's still affecting the way that everything functions today. 
Um, yeah. 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 Again, where it's like, it's so intertwined with like culture, ethnicity, and race, where, yeah. I guess, uh, you should dig into these aspects for this reason, but also, um, you need to go on a very intentional journey of like uprooting white supremacy in your life and right. how it shapes you. Um, right. I have to do that too, but yeah, you know. right. So looks a little different, yeah. but yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's really good. Man. That makes me want to do more like searching <laughs> and, and thinking about these things. Um, so speaking of that, uh, if someone were to kind of sit down and think through, okay, how do I get started on this? Can you give some tips or instructions into like where to begin in this ethnic identity journey? Um, yes. And again, um, kind of relating to the last thing, <laughs> it's like, well, it depends like, uh, what you're trying to go for. Like, are you trying to, are you a white person trying to like become more aware of your whiteness and how hmm. it's affected you and right. others and our society? Or are you like, you know, Korean American and you're like wanting to become more um, in tune with right. and grasping your hmm. roots and stuff. So. Um, but I think learning about your roots, like learning about your family stories. Um, I love asking my family members things about like their upbringing or like my aunt's like, what was it like growing up in uh, Korea? Like, mm, yeah. Korea and what was that like? And what, um, and a lot of the values that came from that have, you know, take root in our lives now. Um, and things like that are really interesting to me. I asked my dad, like, what was it like growing up in Japan and nothing else? Hmm. Um, I think learning through books, podcasts, all that kind of stuff, like learning about history for me, I think I'm trying to learn about, I'm so interested in learning more about, um, not only like Korean culture, Japanese culture, um, and Chinese culture, but also, um, Asian America mm-hmm. and the right. forming of Asian America, because that's what I'm a part of, right. uh, a result of, um, and like, what were the strands that were involved mm-hmm. in that, that, to make me who I am, mm-hmm. um, and my family, and what am I a part of, yeah. what am I participating in, um, so, yeah, I think the collecting stories and the learning with books, things like that. Um, yeah. And um, so I think there's that route. Mm-hmm. And then the other would be um, if you're just trying to become more aware of, like, like your whiteness mm-hmm. and that that route that we talked about before it would also be I think that would more be educating yourself right um yeah so I think for you it's like for you personally yeah yeah, you want to know about like your family stories Mm -hmm. or like what was it like when grandpa came here right (laughs) like to America or something um you know what what were our stories but also um let's learn about like the history that we have participated in Mm -hmm. and all that too and so yeah yeah there's a really great resource called 
um, me and White Supremacy mm-hmm. by Layla Saad. And so, I don't know, there's stuff like that where I would recommend. So. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> yeah, it's twofold. It's like, um, because the United States is such an interesting melting pot, but like you need to do history into race and ethnicity the race and ethnicity that you are and how historically people of that race and ethnicity in the United States have had it and like have been affected and all these things, Mm -hmm. but then also, okay, you're not just white, Asian, black or whatever. There's like, Oh, I'm Irish and Scottish. And so what does that mean? And then doing, looking Mm -hmm. into Mm -hmm. that. Um, but it, I I would assume that for most people who are white, especially that doing the work of our history in the United States, especially if you didn't have a family that immigrated here, like your maybe your parents didn't immigrate here or you didn't immigrate here from like Germany or something, then that would, that would be, I feel like that's the first step even, I mean, it's important to do both. Yeah, probably affects you more than being oh, totally. German yeah, or something like that. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, that's your number one homework assignment. Yeah. Yeah. Baseline. That. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's good. That's really good. Um, so uh, would you be willing to share an example of an ethnic identity journey or like bits and pieces of your own? story just as an example uh yes <laughs> I, I can share I don't know how cohesive it will be but yeah I have little thoughts here and there Great. um but yeah I I used to think that like my journey started around like college time but then mm-hmm. you know when I've shared in the past but lately when I more think about like oh it started when I was born <laughs> you know it's like for everybody right. like, and how you're formed and how people see you and treat you um so I don't know um me think I think bits and pieces of my own story is like a lot of burying my culture hmm. not learning Korean or the languages that were spoken in my own home and my family Hmm. distancing myself from that um, Hmm. early on because early on um, I learned that you I it's like you know subconsciously it's like all kids are like oh I need to fit in with whiteness right I need to distance myself um, from my own culture and ethnicity in my home because um, of being like bullied and ridiculed um, and treated uh, yeah as an other and so um, and just like a subconscious desire to be more white Um, and so um, and then I think the other factor in mine is I'd say being multi-ethnic. I know some people say multiracial or biracial, mm-hmm. but there's like, which I am too, mm-hmm. I guess. But um, I think that aspect has played a huge role in like, oh, what do I really identify with? I don't have like a strong 
um, like some people do, like, you know, like I am Korean American or something, right. um, because both of my parents are half of things. And yeah. when I remember asking my mom, like, what do you most identify with? And she was kind of like, nothing. Hmm. <laughs> and so I think it That's was kind of like, because... I think the privilege of being formed and shaped by so many different countries and cultures um, also means like it, it was a little harder to kind of embrace like or find like a group that I really fully related with. Yeah. Um, and I was always very confused about that or didn't really know my my place. Um, and even like being in Asian American context, most of my life was really uncomfortable. Or I knew that I, I was different or yeah. people would be like, oh, so lucky that like you're um, not fully Asian. Like those are like harmful statements. You know? like, oh, you're so lucky. Like your eyes look the way you do. Or, mm. um, or like, you know, people would ask me like, oh, what are you? You know, and like would be really interested. And so um, yeah. I think it was really clear that I like wasn't like really a member of mm. like the Asian American community in the same way or mm-hmm. or definitely not mo- like most white people because then they're right. like oh you're asian and you're blah, blah. yeah um and yeah so i think there's like the harm i think that was done yeah it was comments like oh you act so white or your banana is like a you're mm-hmm. white on the inside yeah. even though you're asian on the outside or yeah um like your eyes are so exotic stuff like that um mm. A book that I did not read, but read the title of, because <laughs> I was like looking up like books on being um, like Hoppe or yeah. like, multiracial and stuff like that, and like listening to other people's stories. Um, there's a book called When Half Is Whole, hmm. and I didn't even read, I didn't want to read the book, but I was like, I love that. Like, <laughs> like no matter what your like yeah. fractions are, um, you're whole, and it's good. It's beautiful and. Um, that's a thing. It's so yeah. you don't have to just be like, oh, I don't know what I am, and right. you know, um, I don't belong anywhere. Um, so I think there's that. Um, gosh, I'm sorry, I'm kind of all over. No, this is, oh. this is good. Um, I think, yeah, I think some other like maybe things that contributed, like specific examples of me trying to. And because I am a quarter, I guess, like, European, uh-huh. Australian, um, my grandpa was, like, born and raised in Australia. I knew that about myself all the time, and I more wanted that part to be most of me. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and being like, oh, can I just, like, claim that? Can I just claim, like, at least I have, like, a piece of whiteness in me that I can right. move towards. Um, and I felt, like, pride every time that I was more distanced from being Asian and hmm. closer to whiteness. And, uh, yeah, which is like, I look back and I'm like, oh, I hate that how it was. Yeah. I'm healing from that. But, um, Hmm. yeah. So I think like things that happened that made me want to do that was like, you know, in middle school, bringing dumplings to theater practice. And like my teacher was like, it smells like a dead animal in here. What Hmm. smells so bad? And I was so confused. And then I realized. Like, I wonder if it's my food. I remember opening it up and she's like, oh, that's what smells like a dead animal. Like, get that out of here. Oh, my gosh. I was like, these are my, like, homemade dumplings that yeah. my mom makes, or, you know, that my mm. family makes every year. And 
being like, oh, I guess I can't, like, bring that, or hmm. um, just, like, you know, being made fun of, or, yeah. like, oh, there's just so many, so many instances. Right. But, um, so, yeah, I think from then till now, and I think college and post-college is really the time where I began to, like, embrace, like, who I am and mm-hmm. to realize that kind of where it dawned on me that that was all happening and um instead of priding myself on like fitting into whiteness I started being like wait these parts of me are really beautiful and Mm -hmm. um this is a part of me and working with epic um was really what helped me (laughs) embrace that part of me because I was like oh there's nothing that I have to offer Mm-hmm. Epic, like an Asian American ministry, like I don't even relate, or that's not even my story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think entering into that as an as an internal, like, oh my gosh, this is my story. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I've been so traumatized, mm-hmm. and, you know. And I think a lot of Asian people still are. Like, yeah. If you're listening, you, know, yeah. you relate to that. Um, you are a lot of uh, it. May, now it grieves me because I used mm. to be the one that was like, "Oh, like I'm basically white," you know. Mm. Um, I would say all those kinds of things, and I hear it from other um, people in the Asian American community. And I'm like, "No, you're not. No, yeah, <laughs> like love yourself." Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I just to say yeah. that I went through all of that, um, and mm. I think it's a long journey. There's so much to share, but kind of maybe the end of it or kind of now is I'm at like really loving and embracing the way that God made me and uh, diving more into it. (laughs) Um, There's still so much I want to learn and know. Um, And I know that my unique ethnic identity is not something that I need to be like ashamed of or yeah. unsure about I never knew what my place is in conversations on race but I'm like no my my voice is actually a really great contributor to these conversations because mm-hmm. um I have a unique perspective I don't have to be like the Asian voice or like you know whatever yeah. but um my voice is equally important as anyone else's and I used to not yeah. think that mm-hmm. um and uh yeah I think I I'm really proud and happy and um, grateful for um, the way that God made me. Um, yeah. Yeah, in this unique way, and um, I'm excited on this to keep being on this journey. Like, it's, yeah, I feel like I'm still just in the beginning. Even after like all these years of like reading and diving in, like there's still so much to know and to embrace and to yeah. live out of. Um, how God has made me to be um, mm-hmm. and to heal I think from mm-hmm. the trauma of trying to bury and hide yeah. the way that I was operating and kind of like re- like digging it up and yeah. shining forth you know yeah. um, so mm-hmm. yeah um, those are kind of some random tidbits not cohesive at all sorry but no that's yeah. I'm so thank you for sharing and I mean some of that stuff that you shared as well is not easy stuff to share but super valuable. Yeah. I feel like it's valuable to hear other people's stories 
I mean, for this podcast, not only so you can kind of get a basis for what is included in an ethnic identity journey, but um, also just because it it helps give context for your own story. I don't know. Um, But I'm just really grateful. And I appreciate you sharing um, hard things and also just the process of healing a little bit and I'm sure it's something that we could talk about for a really long time and we'll continue to learn about and grow in, but I just really appreciate it. I don't know if you have off the top of your head, like good resources for being someone who's Asian American or things that have been helpful for you. Yeah. I think for my journey, at least being an Asian American, um, I really liked raise your voice by Kathy King. Mm -hmm. Um, I like just was like you know me (laughs) (laughs) I feel so understood yeah Um, I also let me think The Making of Asian America by Hmm. Erica something yeah I'm sure if you type in The Making Um, of Asian America you can find it it's so good yeah I'm like you gotta look up the last name yeah Um, but really great in learning how Asian America was formed Mm -hmm. um, and how it plays into right now. Yeah. Um, Really great. Um, Those are like the books that I, yeah, I think I really, the minority experience in pay was really good. Um, because also coming from an Asian American perspective, right? Especially within white institutions and organizations, mm-hmm. um, super good. Um, yeah, those are a few that come to mind. But that's great. More. <laughs> I can list them too when I post it, so we can people can see yeah. the last names and everything. But yeah, yeah. Thank you, Christina, for coming on and sharing and. I feel inspired to dig more into my own ethnic identity and I'm hoping that people listening do as well. Yay. I hope so too. (laughs) Um, Thank you. It's so exciting and yeah, fun to be able to share. So thanks for inviting me. Thanks again for listening to The Follower. See you next time.